Hello, this is Mike Burek, your host and the producer of Kranitsa, The Well, a monthly podcast series about interesting Ukrainians and their activities around the world. Today is Wednesday, June 5th, 2019. Our guest for this episode is Roman Brigadier, who is an independent producer-director of documentary film here in the New York metropolitan area. And his most recent release, actually in 2018, is a documentary film on the Ukrainian-American community called Our Ukrainian-American Legacy. Welcome, Roman. How are you? I'm well, Michael. Thank you very much for inviting me to the program. Yeah, we greatly appreciate you coming on Kudenitsa today. So to start off with, I would like to get some background on your Ukrainian roots, your family background, and then chat a little bit also about your professional background. Okay. Well, my family comes from the Ukraine, western part of Ukraine, Ukrainople. My grandfather, Simon Brigadier, came in 1905, um, and uh, the woman that he would marry, Anna uh, Machulak, she came in 1910. They came to New York City. On my mother's side, my father, uh, on my grandfather on my mother's side came from Minsk in Belarus, and my grandmother on my mother's side, Sophie, came also from western Ukraine. I'm not sure of the city, but I hear it was in the area of Ternopil. The individual villages, uh, I, I don't really know the, the exact name, but maybe that will be found out at some point. In any case, uh, they came to America to the Lower East Side, um, First Avenue, uh, uh, 6th Street, 5th uh, Street, and 10th Street. Those are the uh, streets they lived on. And um, my, my parents grew up in that area. That is still a large Ukrainian American. American community in, in Manhattan in New York, and I'm there every weekend uh, back in the neighborhood where my parents met and married. And as I grew up, my, uh, my parents, when they came out to Long Island and everything, left the community. I remember them speaking the language in the house a lot as a kid. And my father was not one who was uh, looking for us to learn the language. He said it was an old language and that we were Americans. And this is the late 50s, early 60s growing up. And he did not encourage us to learn the language. And I guess we didn't ask or, or want to learn the language so much. We were so enamored of being in America, TV, the Beatles, everything happened in the early 60s. And so I didn't grow up with the language. And today, uh, at my age now, I still don't speak the language and I have some phrases. But uh, um, that's a little bit of background that way. Uh, do you want me to go into what, uh, what I did in school? That I'd thing? like to get some background on your educational background and then how you, how you got into film. Yes, well, I went to St. John's University and I was a communications major. And um, I met a woman there named Mary McGee and she was my mentor. And I loved interviews because I had always enjoyed watching on, on PBS which started back in 64, interviews, people talking to people about various subjects. Bill Moyers is one of my early heroes, I guess, of doing interviews, and he's, he's still around uh, doing work. He's in retirement now, but he's still very engaged with uh, thinking and talking to people about subjects. I went to St. John's, and I, and I worked on a communications degree, learning video editing, interviewing, writing. I took some journalism courses and I graduated from uh, St. John's. And I ended up going to WLIW Channel 21 on Long Island. That's where I worked for many years, which was also associated and 
and combined with WNET 13 in New York, maybe about 10 or 15 years ago, PBS wanted to uh, bring together secondary stations in PBS so they could share facilities and, and cut expenses and that sort of thing. And I ended up moving into New York City and, and working in, in uh, New York for both WLIW Channel 21 and 13. And I was with them for 18 years doing documentaries, cultural affairs, historical. Uh, I did a series called New York the Way It Was, which was an eight-part series of one-hour shows, which went to uh, different boroughs of New York and uh, places like Greenwich Village. And uh, we did a series on memories of what we did in the summertime. I did a series of health chronicle programs about talking to your doctor and pharmacists and the importance of uh, taking care of your own medical information. I did some music programs. I did a lot of pledge shows for New York. We did the hyphenated American series, which was the Chinese Americans, the German Americans, the Italian Americans, the Jewish Americans. We went on and on. We did a number of those programs where we looked at, they were our programs, and we looked at the process of assimilation of people coming from countries and becoming Americans and what they continue to, uh, to uh, cherish and hold on to from their traditions and their culture and what they uh, let go of in order to become more accepted here in, in the United States. And that was a fascinating, fascinating series that I worked in and one that I truly enjoyed. And uh, it was a, really a privilege uh, to work for PBS and to do these programs. Well, that's a little bit of the background. So, Roman, did you launch off on your own around 2009 from PBS? Well, 2009, we had the big, uh, 2008, 2009, we had the uh, stock, uh, you know, the, the whole the whole economic crisis descended on us in this country, and, and PBS, like so many other people, uh, received a severe shock as far as people holding back on finances that they were giving, donations, and the memo went around that all the senior people in the various departments of PBS in New York, uh, they were going to let go of their senior people. I was the senior person at the time. I had been there almost 18 years doing uh, half-hour and one-hour-long documentaries. I did about 40 of them. About 30 of them, I guess, went nationally. Others were seen locally. And I guess they thought they were paying me too much. Um, so they let me go. And then I went independent at that point. For a number of years, didn't do very much. And then I started picking up. I had the equipment at home. I had my own editing equipment and camera and lights and microphones. And I and I and I got I got back into it. Um, I, I couldn't find anyone to uh, hire me once I got let let go. At that point, I was 55, I guess, maybe a little long in the tooth in the TV business to be hired. I didn't have a big name, although some people knew me, but I couldn't find a job. So I did some other work or other things that I enjoy. I did some carpentry and music, which I love. But then eventually got back into doing some video again. And uh, over a couple of years, a number of years, I got back and finally chose this project because it was something that I never got a chance to do, uh, a, a program about Ukrainian, the Ukrainian people. I took a look at the film. Thank you for sending that copy of it to me. And it's a nice mix of what I call the old and the new. Mm -hmm. You know, the as you point out in the film, the Ukrainian community started here at the end of the 1800s. And there had been at least four or five different waves of immigration. And yes. as the older ones die out, fortunately, there's always been a new wave. And so yes. your film goes through institutions like St. George's Church on 7th Street, for example, which mm -hmm. started there, I believe, around 1905, 1906, when your grandpa came over. Institutions like that, Ukrainian Congress Committee of America, 
Ukrainian dance groups, for example, out in Lehighton in the uh, anthracite coal region of northeastern Pennsylvania. And yes. then you go into the more modern things like, um, you know, what happened on the Maidan in, in 2013 and 2014. And then the group Razum, which is very active in New York City these days. It was wonderful meeting Razum and, and, and Dora Homiak uh, and, and Maria Soroka um, of, of Razum. I met many wonderful young people there, fluent in the language and very interested in doing whatever they can to help communications and to help the hopes and dreams of the people in, in Ukraine with uh, all the various things that they've been enduring since, uh, well, for, for centuries, actually, but it, certainly since the 1991 and the various presidencies and administrations and false starts with what's been going on in Ukraine economically, socially, and, uh, of course, the, with corruption and, and all the problems that they're, that they're trying to overcome. Uh, Razum is an interesting new group, uh, and they are working in, in tandem with the uh, older organizations that uh, since, you know, for the last 70 years or so that have been trying to bridge the gap in, in aid and help uh, to the people in Ukraine. What is your takeaway from what you've seen in producing this film? Uh, how is the current generation of Ukrainian immig immigration different than earlier ones? Well, to tell you the truth, I don't, I couldn't really speak in depth on that because I, I, up until about two years ago, I just had a little bit of interest. Something would perk my ear up. I, I'd hear in the news about Ukraine, I'd take interest. It's really only in the last two years that I have just I just dove into the water. I've been read, you know, through a, a, a dozen different books and talked to a lot of people, and I've really come home to understand something about my root, my my heritage, where I come from. To be honest with you, for decades and decades, there were so many other things that took my interest and my time, and I spent very little time and attention. This is really a, a personal voyage, a personal journey for me to learn about my ethnicity, about where my grandparents, where my family came from. Um, and and, and as, as I watched back in 2004 with the Orange Revolution, then in 2014, the Revolution for Dignity and what was going on and, and knowing uh, the power of, of the Russian state, e even after the Soviets left and everything and what Putin was doing and everything. I said, boy, this is just a fascinating story, a very incredible history. And, the, and also the play on um, the term that I found uh, by interviewing um, some people in, in, in Lehighton, the, the phrase, Pravda Ochi Kolek. The truth stabs one in the eye. Uh, the, the whole thing with fake news, false news, who do we trust? The power of journalism and why it's so important to, to governments and countries around the world for them and their people to, to have peace and have some sort of uh, stability. It's important. It's so important. And, and that's being threatened all over. So many things came to play to bring my attention to this story. And I'm so grateful for it. And the people I've met are just, I'm, I'm, I'm really joyful from, uh, from the experience. And certainly the experience they had Sunday at the museum. Uh, the community really loved what I pulled together. And, and it's, it's just wonderful. And at the museum uh, this past Sunday, of course, you had a showing of the film. Where else has it been shown? And where do you plan to show it? Well, I'm working on that. Right now, it only exists in a DVD form. And I'm looking at, I'm certainly making that available to anyone who, as an educator, or certainly somebody who, like myself, doesn't speak the language and maybe knows a little bit about that their family members came from Ukraine at some point. I'm hoping at some point I'll get it possibly to some public television stations in some places. I'm going to be showing it at some summer camps 
this summer, upstate New York and possibly in Jersey. There are people um, in Pennsylvania, Jersey, and upstate New York who have expressed interest in showing it to young people and to some of their church organizations. And I'm perfectly content right now to, to share it at that level and eventually maybe get it to... I did offer it to PBS in New York. Uh, I got no response. Uh, that was a little disappointing. It was, it's been a number of years since I worked with them, but I didn't get a response. And I said, well, I'm doing fine um, showing it around and, and making many, many contacts of people who have seen it interested in, in, in sharing it through the community. And I hope to get it to uh, larger audiences in the future. Roman, at this point, do you anticipate doing any more documentaries on the Ukrainian-American community or other Ukrainian topics? I hope to because there's a lot more to investigate, a lot more to speak about. And, and I think what the Ukrainian people are going through and what we're going through right now are, in a lot of ways, there are a lot of similarities, as I said earlier, about, about what happens on the television, what happens in the newspapers, what people are saying about government, about freedoms, about rights, about people with all different backgrounds, whatever country you live in, about their human rights. I think there's just a tremendous amount of material to work with. And I know there's a lot more even in the New York uh, area, in the community there to investigate. And people said, we should get together and, and see what other types of stories we can do. And I'm all for that. This first thing, uh, this first program, this documentary that I put out is a gift from my family. Uh, there was no funding uh, other than the funding from my family to pull this together. But going forward, I would need to pull together some sort of a group and then look for some sort of uh, financing in order to continue to do some more. And I hope that happens. I've really, really enjoyed this and would love to continue to do some more programs. I hope to see that happen as well. Unfortunately, we're out of time. But if our audience would like to find out more about the film and where you might be showing it in the future, where can they go? Well, that's a good, that's a really good question. I noticed that you have some something up on Facebook. Yeah, well, I put a little thing about the uh, uh, about what was happening at the museum, and I had a, a little two minute uh, blurb, like a trailer that I pulled together. But I don't have anything right now in terms of a specific date or a place right now that I could give you uh, this morning, Michael. But uh, we will be working on that. Uh, I am being interviewed by someone at the Ukrainian Weekly in English, and I will be uh, trying to find places to communicate through the various organizations in New York City to let people know where and when the program will be shown again in a public screening, or perhaps, as I say, in community access or public television in the near future. Great. Thanks so much, Roman. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm, I'm honored and very pleased to be part of your program. The Well is a wonderful concept. Thank you, Michael. I have been speaking with Roman Brigadier, who is an independent producer-director of documentary film living in the New York metropolitan area, and recently released in 2018 the documentary Our Ukrainian-American Legacy. And this is Mike Burek your host and the producer of Krenitsya, The Well, a monthly podcast series about interesting Ukrainians and their activities around the world. Until next time, that's all for now.